Welcome to Kitzvah Kitzvah of the Simen Kuf Lamed Gimel. The halachas of Yom Hakipurim Sif Vav. In over here, the Kitzvah tells us that if someone Chatzah Shom does see carry on Yom Hakipurim, if it has not yet dried, he should wipe it away with a cloth. If it dried up already, then he should wash whatever soiled areas of his body are dirtied with this carry, because it has the same halacha of Tzoya, which you have to clean clean off before davening. He should not wash the beged, which is dirty, because that may lead to schita by squeezing out the water. That's also on Shabbos Nyamtip. It's also for him to go to the mikvah. Even though normally he'll go to the mikvah after Kari, during the rest of the year on Yom Kippur, it's also rechitza. He should tell a Talmud Chacham, the Kitzer says, of his distress, of what happened on Yom HaKadosh, on Yom Kippur, and the Talmud Chacham will tell him what to do to get a kapara and arichas yomim. The Komen on the rush in Paragamah Kippurim, Simin Chof Aleph brings down in Sif Mem the instructions of the Arizal if this happens on Yom Kippur. The Mishabur also brings down that says that one's primary focus should be to learn extra Torah and to do Gemilas Chasodim. The Kitzur also brings down the Sefer Avodah HaKodesh HaChodosh in Kuntras Yosef. Uh, there, the Chidor, B'chaim Yosef Davrel Azulai, has an appropriate procedure to be followed in such a situation. And the Kitzur also brings down the Agoyes HaGoyin, Rev Baruch Frankel. And he says there that uh, such an occurrence can be attributed to physical factors and uh, one need not consider it to be an, ominent, uh, an ominous portent for the year. The Stipler brings down uh, similarly uh, a number of shitas who say that Arizal's concerns are limited to a very specific case where the event cannot be attributed to other factors. Next, the kids tells us that Sikha is also any anointing, even... If it's just to remove sweat, it's not washing, which is mutter if the purpose is just to clean oneself. It's not for pleasure, but anointing is also even if it's not for pleasure. And sikha is also even, if, even on only part of the body. Right? The issue is using any normal anointing application like uh, oils or soaps or lotions. You have to ask a shayla regarding different deodorants. However, if someone is a chayla, even a chayla she'en b'sakana, he's allowed to anoint like normal. If someone has scabs on his skin, so where the kids, where Shlomo Gansfried lived, in Hungary, there were, um, there were healthy people. Healthy people didn't do sicha during the week. Therefore, it would be also for him to do sicha on these scabs because it's clear that he's doing it for medical purposes. Right, and that's not just Asr on Yom Kippur, that's Asr on Shabbos and Yom Tif too. Rafu is Asr. Next, the Kitzer says that uh, we have Nilas Asandal, wearing shoes is Asr. Some people even Asr wearing wooden shoes that have no leather in it, on it. However, if the shoe is made of reeds, straw, or cloth, that is Mutter. There are some Sheetahs that hold that shoes of any material that provide a comfort or uh, and or support should not be worn. Over the Ashiv was famous, the Ashrit Crocs. Although many disagree, the Mr. Brewer writes that if it's possible, it's better, it, it, it's a chumrah to wear only socks, especially indoors, 
But uh, when it's going outdoors and you have to wear shoes, then uh, it's better to wear cloth shoes or crocs, something like that, over leather shoes. One should be machmir, says the kitzer, even if there are areas that are, are have dirt, mud, or, and rain, and even if he's walking amongst the goyim, it's still usher to wear shoes. Even if going barefoot is gonna, you know, the goyim are gonna laugh at him. If he has tremendous pain to walk in this dirt, the mud, or the rain, uh, without any shoes, then he should wear uh, shoes that do not have heels. And it covers only in the front, and it leaves the back exposed, like a, a sandal and the like. Alternatively, the kitzer says that he could wear shoes with heels, but he should switch his shoes. He should wear the right shoe on the left and the left on the right, assuming that they're different shoes. They're not ambidextrous shoes. And then when he gets to the entrance of the shul, he should take them off and put them away. Nowadays, when it's very easy to get a hold of a pair of shoes that does not have leather, we should not rely on those on, on, on this leniency. Once a person's indoors, the kula uh, to avoid the discomfort doesn't apply anymore, so we have to take it off outside. And it's, it's not covered for the shul to bring in dirty shoes, so we, we hide it outside on Yom Kippur. Uh, if someone is doing this kula with his shoes and he's taking them off, he should be careful not to touch them when he's putting them away or when he's putting them on or removing them because then he'll have to wash his hands. And then he runs into the rechitza issue because touching one's shoes requires uh, washing his hands before davening. If he does touch his shoes on him, kipper, then he would have to wash only the spots that came in contact with the shoes according to the Mishnah Brewer. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.